Welcome to Snescapade Sports Desk, where we have more sports than you can shake a stick at. A hockey stick, that is, because we're talking about hockey. 1993 hockey games, there's three of them. We're going to talk about them all today. I'm Steampunk Lake. I'm Emmy Zero. And uh, thank you all for joining us on this, the, the first Snescapade Sports Desk, a somewhat uh, celebratory Snescapade Sports Desk. That's a mouthful. <laughs> As we record this... On this fine Saturday morning where after a good week of cautious optimism, we, we finally have reason to, to celebrate for right now anyway. I'm, I'm having myself a little drink here, actually, in, in celebration. I haven't opened it up yet, but I bought myself a bottle of champagne that is like four times more expensive than the like $5 cooks that I usually get whenever I have champagne to, to celebrate with later. I just got a little glass of gin here that I have cut with some cop tears. <laughs> Boy, is it delicious. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, those cop tears. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. So anyway, yeah, not normally that kind of a show, but uh, today it's going to be. And uh, I defy any of you to to say that that's not earned. Yeah. And honestly, if any of you are not celebrating right now, what are you doing listening to the to our show? I know, right? You might be in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, why don't we stick to sports? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's got some bad connotations now. But we are talking about hockey, and, you know, we've been saying for the past couple episodes, the whole theme of 1993 is, so far, hey, this ain't that bad, and you know what? I think these hockey games sort of keep that trend going. I agree. Uh, I was fairly pleasantly surprised by these, partially by the quality of the games themselves, but also by the fact that they are all fairly different from each other, which is nice to see. What do we have on the docket for this first episode of Snescapade's Sports Desk, Steampunk Link? Yeah, we are talking Hit the Ice, which came out February of 93. We're going to be talking Super Slap Shot, which came out in May of 93 and NHL 94, which came out in October of 1993. So really like all over the year, which is kind of interesting. Well, Hit the Ice was actually the reason why we're doing this right now. Hit the Ice was a February 1993 game, which is the month that we are currently going through in our normal chronology. So just as a reminder, that's the way this works. Whenever we get to a game that is in one of these sports genres that we frequently have some trouble covering effectively on our regular show, we'll kind of jump out of chronology and we will do a episode solely focused on the games in that sport that came out in the year we're currently covering. Yeah, we're just going to kind of talk about these three games. We're going to go into each of them a little bit, but not nearly as in-depth as we do in a normal episode. Ice. This one is a port of the Taito arcade game. This is a three-on-three hockey game featuring two players and a goalie on each side. Very big, ugly hockey guy sprites. Oh, yeah. They're nasty looking. They're kind of great, though. <laughs> yeah, I like them. I they, they have a real, like, kind of almost like a Mad Magazine sort of look to them. Fighting is a big component in two of these hockey games, and uh, this is definitely one of them. Uh, not only do fights break out on occasion, but you can also just kind of 
smack the crap out of the other team just whenever. And there's a lot of great uh, animations for all the players, too, as they get knocked around, which is kind of neat. But the fighting in this game is, you know, it's it's all right. It's very simple, but it looks pretty good. The camera zooms in on the players, which I will say, like, good use of Mode 7 here. Yeah. Very rudimentary, like a hard punch and a, a fast punch. And also you can sort of uh, duck back to avoid getting hit. I found it kind of hard to win against the computer here. Did you have that problem? I did have that problem, yeah. I was always always getting in, like, a few hits, but I don't think I ever won any of these fights. It's... Like kind of like a very simplified, almost like a beat 'em up sort of feel to it. But yeah, I can definitely see this game's roots in the arcade for sure. The perspective in this game has the goals on the right and left side of the rink, uh, which is the the same way Super Slapshot's going to do things. There's no demo mode in this game, so you can't just let two computer-controlled teams have at it against each other. There's no one doing commentary. In some ways, it's a pretty bare-bones production. This has no licenses from the NHL or anything like that, and honestly is a pretty far cry from actual hockey. I mean, it doesn't even have team names. It's got orange and blue. The most sort of customization you get is that there are different players that have unique sprites and and in different kind of punny names. I didn't really manage to get this to work, but apparently the characters do have like special moves. You can do like charge shots and stuff. So it's like a very, very cartoony, very non-realistic approach to, to hockey, almost a bit like a, a precursor to over-the-top arcade sports games that Midway would make in sort of like later in the 90s, like NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. But a lot simpler and a lot less true to the actual sport than those games were. Yeah, and... Because of all of the just absolutely ridiculous cartoonish violence in this game, I don't think uh, anybody would have wanted to put their names on this, even if they had been approached. Probably not quite what you want your name on as a professional hockey player, I would guess. It's doing what it does. It's an interesting game. It's pretty fun. But this game has got some issues on the Super Nintendo. It is pretty janky. The movement is not smooth. It kind of feels like the Super NES is just choking on this one at times because the the sprites are so big. And there's a tremendous amount of sprite flicker as well. Like, it's sometimes, I feel like, very hard to actually see what's going on because the sprites are, like, so big and detailed that they just keep blinking in and out of existence, probably just to handle, like, the, the sprite limitations of the Super Nintendo, which usually the Super Nintendo was better at managing this than, like, say, the NES was, but... You can really feel it straining here. Absolutely. I mean, the sprite flicker gets so bad at some points that like it looks like they're almost teleporting more than they're skating. <laughs> that makes the animation very jerky. For all of the cool animations I was talking about earlier, you can really imagine how much more animated those probably were on the original arcade hardware. I'm going to guess there were probably a lot of frames taken out of some of those animations. It's a shame. It feels like it was maybe a game a bit too big for the SNES to handle, and that really holds it back from being really recommendable to people who aren't even really, you know, like big hockey fans. This is almost like a game I would just say, yeah, just uh, play this with a friend. It's dumb fun. 
beat the crap out of each other. If this game were better conversion of the arcade game, I feel like you could have fun with this in a kind of similar way to like King of the Monsters, where like even if you're not a huge fan of the sport being depicted, which in this case is hockey and King of the Monsters, it was sort of wrestling. You can still have some fun with like the production of it and, you know, how kind of crazy it is. I guess I admire the hustle here, but I think this game would have needed a more extreme redesign to really work well for the Super Nintendo. Again, still a lot of personality in this game. I also want to just point out, like, the referee who's, like, this really scrawny and, and very concerned-looking bald man just kind of like, am I am I going to be killed today, <laughs> like, refereeing this match? Yeah, I, I love him. Also, the audience, <laughs> there seemed to be a ghost at the end who was cheering. I, I don't know if you saw this. I, I barely That's noticed great. it. I didn't notice. There are a lot of wild-looking people in that audience, but uh, I didn't notice the ghost. I will say one interesting thing that this game has in its corner that none of the other ones do today is adjustable controls to an extent. Oh, that's nice. There's different modes that remap the buttons on the controller. You don't have the complete ability to remap the controller yourself, but there are different button layouts that are, you know, probably going to suit whatever your needs are. Although it did look like it might have been an all or nothing sort of thing. I don't know if there was the ability to remap individual controllers, but okay. um, I also was not playing two players, so I don't know for sure. Uh, we'll move on to Super Slap Shot, which is a bit more down-to-earth. I mean, a lot more down-to-earth, let's face it. You actually have a full complement of six players per team, uh, five players and a goalie. This one also tries to sort of dress itself up as authentic hockey, even though it doesn't have any of the endorsements from the NHL or the Players Association. I think what this one actually has is national teams. So I think this is trying to be a little bit more like maybe like an Olympic hockey sort of deal it does although you can actually change in the options to cities so you do get oh okay city teams as well yeah that one's strangely buried in the options menu that's interesting yeah i didn't find that uh and while it's not endorsed by any official hockey league it is endorsed by gordy howe mr hockey gordy howe wow yeah i don't really know who Gordy Howe is. I'm sure somebody who's more into hockey than I am can tell me, oh my gosh, Gordy Howe, he's amazing and he's the best person ever. He probably is very well known to hockey fans of a certain age, but uh, that's not us. So I've heard his name before. That's pretty much it. I don't know what endorsed by means in this case, because I don't think this person was on the cover, at least of any versions of the game that came out in North America. Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't think he's in the game. Uh, In the game, we do get a commentator named Bob Smith. Also don't know who that is, if that's an actual person. I tried looking up Bob Smith, sports commentary, ice hockey, and nobody who came up looked anything like that dude. I love the digitized photo of that guy. Or, or whatever it's supposed to be that you get before the game starts. We've seen this sort of technique before, like with the Alex Trebek thing in the Jeopardy version on the, uh, the SNES. I think that this effect is never not horrifying. It never works. It's never good. All of these people ultimately end up looking like two realistic Halloween masks of famous people that you can buy at, like, Spirit Halloween every year. It's the the SNES Uncanny Valley, I guess. We get a pretty standard game of hockey, I guess. Uh, I, I found the action a little bit hard to keep track of in this game. 
particularly when it came to like the the puck, especially when the goalie had the puck. Oh, yeah. This was a big problem for me. The puck would hit the goalie and I assumed it bounced off of him. And so like I'm skating off in another direction and then I get a penalty called on me for the goalie holding the puck. And I was like, oh, he, he still had it. One thing that's very strange to me about this game is that it's frequently harder than it should be to tell who you are actually controlling on your team. The action's a lot more smooth here than it is in Hit the Ice, but the players look a lot less impressive, obviously. The sprites are smaller. Fighting is still a component of this game, but it's not even done as impressively here as it was in Hit the Ice, which is saying something, because here you actually get like a full-on perspective change and you see, like, you know, these big sprites of the characters' torsos punching each other, but it just doesn't look that cool. Man, so I don't know if, how this experience was for you, but every time fighting happened in this game, I just got wrecked. I just got, like, beat down by the other player. Like, I never got a hit in. I mean, at least this game does give you the option to just go straight into the fighting so that you can practice, I guess. That's neat. So one of the things that is sort of strange about this game that, to an extent... I guess you could say that in Hit the Ice that, like, the fighting is, like, a different mode. But this game really has alternate modes for a few things, actually. It has this for fighting, and it also has a shootout mode. These are complete perspective shifts with different UIs, different controls than the main game. They're, they're kind of broken out almost like just like mini games that you have to do sometimes. And the game actually gives you the opportunity to just do those modes as alternate things you can do instead of just playing hockey. They're both pretty simple and they don't really amount to much, but there was clearly some work put into these, so I wish they were better. Yeah, I would say I don't think the game needed to be this modular. I, I don't think it was necessary, and it makes me appreciate what Hit the Ice does even more because, yeah, its fighting is just in the same engine that the hockey is happening in. You just... Zoom in on the players and they start fighting. And, you know, same thing with like the slap shot, which I never quite figured out how to do. But, yeah, you can just power up a shot and just do a slap shot. You don't need to shift the perspective or take away from the action of the game or anything like that. I don't know. This this game overall is just kind of not all that impressive. Yeah, I agree. It's like a little too realistic to be wacky fun, but also it's got things like the weird modular breakout versions of, of the various sub games. I don't know. It just, it doesn't overall work all that well for me either. Also, I don't think we talked about who made this game. This one was published by Virgin Interactive. It was developed by Ringler Studios, which I assume was named for Ed Ringler, who designed this game and a lot of other hockey games, some with his own studio and some with other studios. He also worked on the Sega Genesis port of Clay Fighter. And uh, the music in this game was done by Tommy Tellerico, who you may know as the headliner of the Video Games Live touring show that does orchestral and rock versions of a lot of different video game themes. They, they've had shows around the country and around the world for a while. I don't know if they were still going as of like COVID shutting everything down. That was definitely like a pretty big thing for, for a while, at least. Did you ever go to one of those? I never went to one of those. I always kind of wanted to, but um, it never really lined up for me. It always sounded like a pretty good time, though. Yeah, I went to two of them. And the second one, I was a little bit underwhelmed by. For one thing, like Tommy Tellerico tells every same joke mm -hmm. exactly the same way every time he's got that thing memorized. But also the, the composer that he had the first time around was Jack Wall, who did the Mist soundtrack, and the guy who was there after that was somebody I wasn't terribly familiar with, who I think worked on, like, Africa on the PS3. Oh, okay. 
Wow, that's a blast from the past. I haven't thought about that game in a long time. The other thing that I know uh, Tommy Tallarico has been involved in recently is the, frankly, fairly sketchy Intellivision Amico console attempt at a new console. It's not exactly vaporware, but it's not that real either. The main thing that anybody I think knows about that console for right now is that it is the sole home of the really bad looking new Earthworm Jim game. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, um, <laughs> we were talking about hockey. <laughs> yes, we were talking about hockey. I don't know if there's much else to say about Super Slapshot. I don't think this game is as good as Hit the Ice. Honestly, I mean, I think this game is sort of like a compromise between the more realistic simulation of NHL 94 and Hit the Ice. You know, like it's sort of trying to split the difference. And I feel like that makes it entirely unnecessary. I don't need that. If I want a, a silly arcade game where I'm punching people, I'm going to play Hit the Ice. If I want an actual NHL sim, I'm going to play NHL 94. I don't need this in between thing. I agree. Yeah, uh, very much so. That's that's pretty much the sum total of my thoughts about this one as well. So I guess we'll go from there. We will start talking about NHL 94 from EA Sports. It's in the game. EA Sports. It's in the game. It's good. I'm glad you did that. I didn't realize that that tagline had been used for so long because I feel like they were still using that back when I was in college. Yeah, they definitely were. That persisted well into the 2000s. Um, Yeah, I was surprised to see it here as well. Another thing that has persisted for a while is Ron Barr doing the commentary. Apparently he is an actual sports commentary man and is sort of well known for appearing in a lot of EA games. You know what is funny about uh, going back to Tommy Tallarico is none of these games have a lot of music. Both Super Slapshot and NHL 94 have like little musical flourishes that play every now and then. But for the most part, these games are pretty silent when gameplay is going on, other than the sound effects and everything, which I will say all of these games do pretty well. I like the sound design in all three of these. Yeah, I agree. And I think that also like, uh, you know, sort of a lack of music during gameplay is kind of par for the course with sports games. I do still kind of wish there was more music in these games because they're they're video games and it it does feel a little bit barren without without that but i think good sound design apart from that can really help make up for it and yeah i agree that these these games all do that pretty well yeah i do appreciate the little musical flourishes because they do sound like something that they would just start pumping through the speakers of a sporting event i think like they started playing the saints go marching in as i started my uh nhl 94 game from what i understand nhl 94 actually has unique bits of music for each team that are appropriate to to those teams oh that's cool yeah so that's a neat that's a neat touch that this game has uh one thing this game has that the other ones don't is a different uh perspective on the action here the goals are situated at the top and bottom of the rank from your perspective i don't know if i prefer this but i i I will say like i think the action was a lot easier to follow in this game than either of the other two but i think that just has to do with how fluid the characters were more than the perspective yeah i mean i feel like this is kind of a better considered game like in terms of like core design tenets for like how the camera follows the puck and everything and how this game marks out which player you're controlling so i don't know that the perspective necessarily has a ton to do with how much more easy it is to kind of follow this game's action but it certainly doesn't hurt i guess all of these ea games did have this kind of perspective on the play field right i think so 
so we'll we'll be able to compare more of them as we get to more of them, I guess. It seems like this was sort of their thing. I mean, this is definitely the same perspective that they used in NHLPA from the previous year. Uh, in general, I like the way this one plays. Like, it's got, like, a good sense of momentum for the players, and it is pretty easy to follow. I actually managed to both score and defend in this game fairly effectively, uh, which I think partially has to do with how straightforward and easy to come to grasp with the controls are. So, yeah, I think this one just all around works in a way that Hit the Ice did not. This one is a little bit complex to control, but I think that hockey itself just is... In broad strokes, it's kind of a simple game that it translates well to a video game. Even in this more complicated form, it's not as complicated as something like, say, American football is to play on a SNES. Yeah, Yeah, I think that honestly, like thinking about it, both football and baseball do suffer a bit from the complexity of actually representing those games. Whereas sports that are a little bit more immediate, like soccer and hockey, I, I think in general, just make a make for a cleaner transition into a video game. Yeah, I would say the only complaints I might have here are uh, there is no fighting component at all from what I can tell in this game, which... I don't know, maybe that's a problem for some people. Yeah, it's it's worth noting. This game, I think, d- tries to never take you out of the main perspective. Because this game also does have a shootout mode, but that, in this game, literally just revolves around a single player viewed from the same perspective that you see the normal game from, uh, making shots at the goal. I think that there's definitely an attempt to kind of keep it all in the main mode of the game here, and I guess maybe if I had to, to come up with a reason for why there's not a fighting mode in this it may have been very hard to do that even though that is to me at least one of the one of the things that i always you know associate with hockey is the fighting which i i think is maybe uh, not a great thing for hockey but you know it is what it is i guess <laughs> the fact that this game does have the uh the nhl and the nhl pa license maybe means that they wanted to present the sport in a little bit of a cleaner way here that doesn't focus on stuff like fighting and you can definitely still inflict violence on other players in this game so it's it's not like it's completely void of that to be clear i don't really think this game's actually missing much by not having that in it no neither do i with this game. I thought it was fun to play, and I think that this would be a good game to with friends. Like, I think it's a very kind of pick-up-and-play game that, you know, I think succeeds on the basic merits of being a fun video game, even if you're not, like, a huge fan of the sport. You know, I was um, listening to an episode of the Giant Beast cast from Giant Bomb the other day. Somebody on there, I think it was Jeff Bacalar, who I think is a hockey fan, was trying to get his son into some of the hockey games. And he was saying the modern hockey games, I mean, modern games in general are just built for adults first and foremost. So as as a five-year-old, his son was not really able to get a handle on that game. But he said going back to previous games, in fact, I think he mentioned specifically NHL 94, his son was able to play that and have a lot more fun with it. So I guess maybe this is me backpedaling a little bit on what I've said in the past about not really knowing what the reason for going back to a sports game would even be. I guess this would be a pretty good reason that these are games that came from a simpler time that might be easier for the younger set 
to play if you've got a kid who really is into a specific sport and wants to play a video game about it. I've never been super into sports games when, you know, when I was a kid or or now. So I kind of missed this a little bit. But in reading about this game a little bit, this is a very well-liked game. The NHL 94 is considered one of the, the best sort of sports games of this vintage to the point where, you know, they even did stuff like, uh, I think like NHL 2006 as like a bonus featured, like an emulated version of this game. This specific one is, is well liked enough that, you know, people have like really fond memories specifically for it. And, um, you know, I can see why. I don't think it's going to require much debate here. I think our order for these three games is going to be NHL 94 on top, hit the ice below that, and super slap shot at the bottom. Is that? Yes, I agree with that. So I guess, given that, it's time to look at our list and figure out where these games are going to go. All right. I am thinking, you know, one other criticism I could say, I guess, about NHL 94 is that it is very similar to NHL PA 93. But but on the other hand, if you are really into this, the more hockey simulation or NHL simulation aspect of the games – the fact that this actually has the NHL license and not just the Players Association license is a big deal. So I think that that at the very least is enough to kind of push this up from there. Let's put it this way. Like our, our top rated sports games right now are Hal's Hole in One, NCAA Basketball and Irem Skins game at 29 through 31. Do you think that this is sort of getting into that kind of territory there? Or do you think it's not quite up to that? You know, I, I think this might be getting into that territory. I don't know that I think that I would put it above Hal's Hole-in-One, but I do think that we could have a conversation about it going somewhere in in the mix with NCAA Basketball or Irem Skins game. I'm going to say, I think NCAA Basketball was a very surprising mix of something that was technically very impressive for the Super NES, and also, you know, unlike something like Hit the Ice, worked really well. So I don't know if I would put this above NCAA basketball, but I think I might be willing to put it above Irem Skins game, though. All right. I feel pretty good about that. Slot it between the two there, and this one would become our new number 31 game on the list. All right. So congratulations, NHL 94. Our new 31. That now makes it, ironically, the highest rated game so far of 93 for us. <laughs> yes, actually true. Though, to be fair, that game is from October. By the time we get to October for real, it may have been surpassed, um, you know, several times over. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's a solid game. I enjoyed my time with it, even though I'm not a fan of the sport that it represents. So good for it. That's really impressive, honestly. Now we've got, let's see, uh, Hit the Ice was next in line, and we actually did compare it to, like, King of the Monsters at 33 right now. I don't think it goes that high, but I do think that it's got some moves. I think it's got some good stuff going on. I'm not sure it even goes above NHL PA 93 at 42. I don't either, but... You know, I could see this maybe fitting in somewhere in, like, the range of the span from, like, Rival Turf to Super Smash TV. Yeah, yeah, maybe, um, I don't know, I see something and then I kind of, like, want to put it down a little bit lower. I mean, like, maybe Rival Turf is a good place to start because Rival Turf also has a lot of jank to it. Yeah. Which this game definitely has, but it's sort of charming despite that. I'm kind of tempted to put this right below Rival Turf, actually. I don't know if I'd put this above Rampart. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say I think maybe Rampart is a little bit 
better suited to the Super Nintendo in terms of what it's demanding of the system. I think both of them would be fun to play against an opponent, like a human opponent. So, And hearing you say that, I'm thinking, like, this game does not run as well as, say, like Super Double Dragon at 47, but maybe between Super Double Dragon and Super Smash TV? I would feel pretty good about that, yeah. I think that sounds good. All right, so congratulations. Hit the ice. You're, you are our new 48 game. Not bad. Not bad at all. And finally, we've got Super Slapshot, which I think that one we're going to be looking a little bit lower than where we are. I I was uh, talking with someone on Twitter today who became a fan of our show because of Arcana, and I feel like in honor of him, I don't even know if I want to put this above Arcana. Maybe this this goes below Arcana at 66 right now, and, and we keep going lower. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with that. I'm trying to find another sports game that's a little bit lower here. Like, well, we've got Jimmy Connors Pro Tennis Tour. That was um, that was the cool jacket game, right? It was the cool jacket game, yeah. And we got Baseball Sim at, uh, Simulator 1000 at 84, which I believe is our top-rated baseball game. I don't think it touches those, honestly. No, I didn't have a ton of fun with this. Like, it has ideas, but it doesn't really execute them that well. So we could roll down a little further, though, to the sports games in the 90s, the extra innings, Cal Ripken Jr., and even, I guess, F1 ROC. What do you think about this in in, in that sort of mix? I'm honestly maybe even looking lower than that, really. Yeah, because extra innings, I, I kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for just based on the graphical style alone. But yeah, that's fair. Super batter up and super bases loaded. I legitimately could not even tell you what those look like off the top of my head right now. No baseball. And I I think this is a game that probably is going to be similarly forgotten. I think that's pretty true. Yeah. Maybe we just plop it in here somewhere. I'm not even sure where, because I just, I don't even remember these games well enough. Like we have Jack Nicholas golf, Jack Nicholas golf, I think kind of marked itself out my mind by being just considerably less attractive and enjoyable than most of the other golf games we've played. But uh, apart from that, I don't really remember a ton about it. What on earth was Smart Ball again? That was a platform game, actually, I think. No, that was, um, that was Super Putty? No, wait. No, Super Putty, we, we, we haven't gotten to Super Putty yet. Oh, we haven't even gotten to that one, right? Yeah, yeah. No, what is the thing that's with the marble that you're maneuvering through the labyrinth maze that was that was that was on the ball right okay <laughs> no s- smart ball is um smart ball was 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 jerry boy yeah okay okay yes yes you're yeah you are right you're right okay you know what i think this goes below smart ball honestly i think so this is a lot lower but what do you think about as a comparison like california games too I think this is better than California Games 2. I think it is, too. I think that the, the hockey gameplay is solid enough that I think it, it, it is better than that. But I don't think this is necessarily a horrible place to go up from. Just because I'm looking at the games above that, and we've got stuff like Qbert 3 at 112, and NBA All-Star Challenge, which was really just a mini game collection. Yeah. I don't think I would put this above either of those. I think the big question here is... Chester Cheetah is too cool to fool at 113. Does it go above or below that? You know, I think maybe it goes just above that. Just above Chester Cheetah? I I think it's probably a little better than Chester Cheetah. Okay. I was thinking just below Chester Cheetah, but I think I can roll with this being between Qbert 3 and Chester Cheetah. So that means that Super Slapshot becomes our new 113th game on the list. 
I, I feel pretty good about this, honestly. Like, I think that we found pretty fair places for all three of these games. Yeah, you know, hockey's doing pretty well on this list, actually. Like, given, you know, the, the state of a lot of sports games here, I, I think hockey's doing pretty well. It's doing very well to be all the way in number 31 right now, so... Sure, absolutely. It's up there with the highest-ranked sports games on this list so far. I really have a hard time imagining too many sports games going above that. And I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, Like I said, this is probably going to be a shorter episode than most, but that is just kind of the nature of these Sports Desk episodes. We just want to get it out of the way. Well, yeah, and also, it is worth keeping in mind that we did only have three games to talk about today in the Sports Desk format. Format. Some of the sports that are going to come up are going to have like four or five games. In those cases, we may not even talk about every individual game just because, you know, looking back on all the baseball games we've we've had, for example, a lot of those didn't really have much of anything unusual or unique to say about them. But these games actually did, but that's probably not always going to be the case. But we hope you've enjoyed this. We hope you've enjoyed this approach to us talking about sports games. Yeah, I hope this was easier to swallow than like us just saying over and over again this isn't our thing i don't even know you know (laughs) over and over again right yeah (laughs) all right everybody well thank you all so much for listening we really appreciate it and hey next time episode 50 I mean, episode 50 proper. For obviously, we've done more than 50 episodes, but that will be numbered episode 50 of the main show. So we hope you look forward to that. Yeah, and I guess we ought to tell folks what we're going to be talking about in that episode, too. Yes, yeah. We're actually just going to do two games next time because we've only got four games left for February. We figure we'll just break it up, make this a little easier on ourselves. So next time we're going to be talking about Sonic Blast Man and Super Valis 4. I'm I'm looking forward to those. Me too, me too. I'm fine. I'm excited to finally play Sonic Blast Man after reading so much about it in, in Nintendo Power. Yeah, same here. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to talk about Super Valis 4. It's been a while since I've gone back to that one. Well, everyone, uh, thanks again so much for listening. The sports desk is closed for now, but we'll uh, we'll see you next time for another episode of Snescapades. Until then, I'm Steampunk Link. I'm Emmy's Play it loud. Our intro-outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoaxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty-free at technoaxe.com. That's T-E-K-N-O-A-X-E dot com.